0: My friend Sam was a most enthusiastic boy I ever knew and I was constantly surprised by the length breadth and depth of his knowledge he could not mention a thing from the aurora borealis to fish bait that he did not know more about than anyone else and he always had some plan to make a lot of money out of whatever was mentioned i remember that once when our backyard was full of plantain that had gone to seed he enthusiastically convinced me that we could make a fortune by gathering the plantain seed and drying it and selling it as bird seed we worked a week gathering the seed and had made about forty dollars, as Sam figured it. I found him painting a very hairy horse on a sheet of manila wrapping paper. Pretty good profit for two boys. Before I thought of trying the plantain seed on our canary. I never saw a living being so indifferent to food as that canary was to the plantain seed. It refused to eat it. It would not even look at it. We lost in one minute the forty dollars we had worked a week for and all because an ignorant little yellow bird had its own silly ideas about food. When I told Sam, he said, Shaw, he knew that. But it had gone out of his mind somehow, and we would have to look out for some kind of animal that did like plantain seed, and then we'd sell the seed easily. But we never did gather any more seed. One day my father went out in the country to collect a debt a farmer owed him, and he came back with a horse that he'd taken in payment. The debt was only twelve dollars, But Peter was that kind of horse, and father said he felt as if he'd given the farmer a discount from the amount of the bill at that. He brought Peter in the back way so as not to excite comment, for father was a dignified man, and put him in the barn. Then he called and gave Peter to me. "'Edward,' he said, "'here's a horse for you, and mind you feed him and water him regularly, or I'll give you such a thrashing you'll never forget it.' I could see disappointment struggling with enthusiasm on his face." I thanked Father soberly, for there was not, so far as I could see, anything about Peter to grow enthusiastic over. Our town had many horses, but I had never seen one like Peter. I had never seen a horse as old as Peter. I doubt if there ever was another horse quite as old. He was in his second colthood. He had a chipper, frisky manner that suggested a gay-hearted, frolicsome camel. But most of all, I am sure I never saw such a woolly horse as Peter. The horses in our town were mostly clipped, and those that were not were so curried and rubbed that they were as slick and smooth as a silk hat. But Peter was like an old buffalo robe. Part of his hair was woolly and curled, and part was long and straight, and he had a few bare patches that had no hair at all, and his fur was mussed and fuzzed in all directions, with little chunks of burdock burrs here and there. He looked as if a strong wind was constantly blowing him. A boy of the age I was then would take almost any kind of a horse and be proud of it, but I was not proud of Peter. He looked too different from the horses I had known. I felt that his coat must be some kind of a disease, that he must be a very sick horse, and I was ashamed to own him. I did not know that a winter-pastured horse grows a crop of that kind of hair and that all Peter needed was elbow grease applied with a curry comb. It is hard for a boy to keep from bragging, and, of course, I could not keep Peter a secret from Sam. So I made a brag of him. "'Ha!' I boasted. "'I've got a horse!' "'Say, is that so?' said Sam, his eyes sparkling with eagerness. "'That's bully, Ed. We've needed a horse bad all the time. Why, we can make a raft of money with a horse, piles of it. We'll go into the trucking business, and we can hire the horse out. Say, we'll make a lot now we've got a horse.' I couldn't become enthusiastic over Peter. "'It isn't a very good horse,' I said depreciatingly. "'I don't believe it's a very strong horse, Sam.' It is rather thin and it don't look very nice.